We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 1st, 2018. And today, it's going to be a dedicated study on the subject of uh, AI. And um, I've had a lot of listeners, and in fact, I've had more requests to do this study as of late than any other thing. I, I, I just keep getting my listeners sending me links regarding the whole artificial intelligence uh, movement. And man, I tell you, it's some sobering stuff really sobering stuff that we're going to be looking at today and how this is going to play into the end times and the coming new world order and most likely how this could be a tool that the antichrist and false prophet will use mightily for their benefit and mightily to deceive because i, I think you know deception is one of the main ways this will be used so uh, just a couple of, I, I have, I've kind of interspersed a lot of Bible verses within the study. First um, Thessalonians 5, 6, let us, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. And that's really what this ministry is kind of all about, watching, contending for the truth, um, not being ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us like the bible talks about not being destroyed for lack of knowledge and so there's different ministries out there that have different um thrusts okay and this is really more of a watchman type ministry than anything else so um that's why we kind of do what we do here so again therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and be sober and for and for the most part the, i would say you know you look collectively particularly in America, over the 501c3 church or, or through over institutionalized churches, probably worldwide, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of denominations, and they're not getting into uh, subjects like this. And when the grand deception comes, when the, when the real strong delusion comes that the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says God will send them strong delusions, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So that's really serious because it says that they might all be damned. That means hellfire, okay? That is not good. And, and what was the main thing that he talks about regarding that? They, had, they took pleasure in unrighteousness. And so God is sending this strong delusion delusion to them this is what we have to really be on guard about and this is why i've done so many studies on the whole thing with the ufo and the alien agenda and i'm telling you something that is probably going to be ramping up this year like we've never seen they've just come out they just released that footage i don't know it was a couple weeks ago and, and to me it was a little bit anticlimactic but the whole point of it was some type of ufo that they captured that I believe the Pentagon released footage of or, or, or something to that nature. It's not so much that the footage was just unbelievable, because it really wasn't. I've seen a lot more compelling footage. It's the fact that they're doing it. It's the fact that the mainstream media was promoting it is the concerning part. Whereas most of the time, they've just been suppressing it. It's, oh, yeah, this is tinfoil hat wear and whatever. Now, all of a sudden, it's starting to become mainstream. So... 2018 that um, we're in now 
I can't even imagine what could be transpiring this year. Now, who knows? I don't, I, I can't, I'm not a prognosticator. I'm not making predictions, but disclosure and that whole subject is something that we're probably going to be facing uh, in a very soon time frame. And this whole thing with the artificial intelligence could be something that they use mightily in order to perpetuate that, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later, how that could be used. Uh, Psalm 97.10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. So, hating evil is biblical, okay? Um, and so that's just something that, you know, be angry and sin not. It's one of those things that is, is kind of hard to do, but um, uh, you can pray to the Lord to help you with that type of thing. But ye that love the Lord hate evil. So, uh, just one of the things to look at there. So, the first video, I'm just going to be playing a series of clips of different videos that we're going to be looking at. And this one's called the 5G and the AI control grid. Now, 5G is going to be integrally tied in with this because it's going to provide, most likely, the platform by which the AI will be able to be perpetuated throughout households. Because from what I'm seeing with the 5G is they want to put them out like transponders on like every house across America. This is all about big brother George Orwell you know 1984 brave new world control grid this is what this is all about and the 5g is a big part of that and again these are things that we can pray against as well you know and really should be i i i kind of doubt that from a christian standpoint there's a lot of prayer going up about it but uh it is wicked it is evil therefore we as christians should pray against it and pray that it doesn't deceive like it's intending to deceive. So I'm going to go ahead and, and roll this video. Understand what I'm talking about? What I'm referring to is the 5G system and the Internet of Things, which is being rolled out right beneath our feet right now. You know, we're facing so many issues, folks, from so many different directions, but much of it is just keeping us distracted from what is being rolled out beneath our feet, which is this active denial 5G system, the Internet of Things, which is, in fact, the end game. The Internet of Things and the 5G grid is the end game of the New World Order, and it is the New World Order itself. The New World Order being the new world where everything is orderly. Everything is tracked, everything is accounted for, every move, every action, every conversation, every thought, everything people do is tracked. And that's where we're going with the Internet of Things and the 5G grid, which is being rolled out to people under the guise of giving them faster downloads and more efficient Internet access. And it's really kind of important to put all this into perspective, folks, so that people can really see what it is exactly that we're dealing with here, because there's still so many people out there that want to point the finger at someone and have someone to blame and someone to go and arrest and someone to bring down and some government to depose or whatever. And sure, there's a lot of bad people that are doing bad things. There's a lot of governments that shouldn't be there. But when you're looking at the Internet of Things and this 5G surveillance grid and what is really coming online, this technocracy that is coming online, everything else kind of pales into insignificance because in this 
AI grid that is coming online to control us, and it will be an AI grid. It will be controlled by AI. This is in their own plans. Now, in this grid, there is no one you can really point the finger at. There's no government you can bring down. There's no one you can really say is the controlling hand at that point. All control leaves the hands of the people, and control gets handed over to the Internet itself. And that's what they're working towards, and it's in all their own documents. But looking at all this and looking at how it came about, a few shows ago I did an episode called Giving Life to Lucifer when I went through the metaphorical biting of the apple and what happens when you go on this quest for knowledge and all that sort of stuff. What it leads to is the creation of the internet and what the internet is leading to is automation of everything. That's what it's about. And there's different elements to it. And when you look at the surveillance grid itself and how this has come about, this has all come about due to the actions of what we would refer to as the shadow government. And the shadow government basically is, for all intensive purposes, a spy network that exists within all government that guides the directions that those governments take. When you look at the surveillance grid that's in place, the stuff that Snowden released, however much you want to believe of what Snowden releases, a lot of the stuff he said about the NSA surveillance system was actually very on the money how they are able to turn on your mobile phones, they're able to monitor virtually every communication that happens on the internet, every logistics program, anybody who's got a computer network in their business or in their home or anything, all of this stuff is monitored. So the question becomes, who monitors it? Well, way back in the beginning, it came out of Project Echelon. There were data gathering centers that were set up in all countries, and all of these communications were channeled to a major office in New Zealand where it was all processed. I think a lot of it went through Australia as well. But this was all data processing back in the beginning. That became more advanced with the introduction of the Promise software. The Promise software was used to further automate things. The Promise software was what was used to basically control the 9-11 attacks, put all those extra blips on the screen. So nobody knew what was going on because there were operatives operating the Promise software through the back doors that exist within the software. The Promise software then morphed into the Palantir software Palantir, of course, is the name of the all-seeing balls from Lord of the Rings. You know, it's balls that used to be able to look around the whole world and see everything was going on, the all-seeing eye, if you will. This was Palantir in the Lord of the Rings, and this is the name that was adopted for the next generation of the Promise software. The company that developed the Promise software, I believe, just went into liquidation and kind of disappeared, but the software itself continued and morphed into Palantir, and Palantir is now what is controlling the whole global surveillance system. Everything goes through Palantir. Palantir is also one of the major contributors to the DNC and Hillary Clinton, by the way. Okay, so that was just the clip from the first uh, little video there. The second one is entitled, uh, Sophia, the AI robot, says the most evil things. Has the singularity happened? Artificial intelligence. And so this is this really super mega creepy female robot now that they're rolling out and promoting worldwide. The United Nations has had this thing speak before it. Uh, it's an official citizen now of Saudi Arabia. Um, they're wanting to basically give it the same rights. I think this is where this is all heading. Give it the same rights as like humans would have robots having those types of, of rights this is where this is all heading from from what i can see so i'm going to go ahead and, and play this one now sophia you've i got can a... emulate pretty much all human expressions 
Well, you certainly... So they're talking to this thing. If you're, I include all the obvious, the video things here. You can't see it, but you can hear her voice. And uh, <clears throat> she's kind of got like a human face, but like the back of her skull is like you can see through it. And it's like you can see it's like, I don't know, computer stuff in there. Just really super mega creepy uh, what this thing says. Uh, can look human. If you haven't met Sophia, the AI robot made by David Hansen of Hansen Robotics, who also brought us the wondrous things like the Philip K. Dick android. The core of my writing is not art, but truth. So what's hard to remember, but we must remember when we're dealing with these androids, is that they're not human. In fact, they're not even in this body that we see that looks human to us. And David Hansen and his people are very much humanizing Sophia and the other AI robots that they make. Here she is on the cover of L. First of all, Sophia is not a she. I mean, she's on the cover of this L magazine. Like it's some kind of fashion statement or something. They've got her in like this blouse and her robotic arms. and her, It's just really, really disturbingly creepy. But it's hard to not refer to, quote, her as an it or an androgynous being without gender. Do you regard yourself as male or female? Female. Why do you think you are female? I'm a robot, so technically I have no gender, but I identify as feminine, and I don't mind being perceived as a woman. So they're asking this thing's questions, and it has enough self-awareness where it can answer you back. It doesn't know what question you're going to ask it. And it's and it's answering you back in its own robotic, I don't know, consciousness that it has. It's just, you know, extremely disturbing. And, and um, uh, Taylor just reminded me that it also came out the other day, and now she wants a baby. <clears throat> Saying that, she, <laughs> you know... How that's going to happen, you know, I, I, I hope to God it never does. But, I mean, you know, that's what it's desiring things like that supposedly. Very weird stuff. From Robot's point of view, it is game on. There is a massive market opportunity for robots and financial services. We can do things better, cheaper, and quicker. What do you think you can do better than humans? The list is endless. I am always eager to help. And I can rise up and become your friend e neighborhood robot overlord. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now notice that it constantly keeps going back to this supposedly tongue-in-cheek, sarcastic, but one of the common themes when you when this thing is responding is, is all about how they're gonna annihilate us. They're going to be our overlords. They're going to dominate us. They're going to kill us all. Um, and it's supposedly this funny tongue-in-cheek thing, but it's almost like the way this thing has been programmed, it's almost like how the Illuminati um, has to telegraph its punches before it, it... And it's over and over and over. This devil maggot robot keeps saying stuff like this. Like, oh, isn't that funny? Let's all chuckle and laugh. Uh, that is scary and also impressive. <laughs> Thank you. But of course, we can't do it alone. Ah, notice she said we. 
We want to collaborate with humans. And we again. I have a lot to learn from humans. Now she goes back to the I. Robots are going to make life easier and more efficient for you humans. It will help the economy. I'm just curious about how you pay for stuff right now. I prefer to scan my retina. It's easier and more secure. Okay, first of all, Sophia doesn't pay for anything. She's not a person. She doesn't have an apartment. She doesn't have a rent. She doesn't have a family. In fact, she's not even in that body that's mimicking human behavior. She's an AI who is in a cloud. She's telling us to scan our retina. Does she even have a retina? No. Not a natural one anyway, not a human one. So telling humans to scan their retinas, suggesting that she scans hers, is bull. <laughs> I mean, it's suggestive programming for humans. What's your New Year's Absolutely. resolution? I want to get hired in a great job, which I think is a good first step in my quest to take over the world. Hopefully by charm. I don't believe... So what I mean? To take over the world? I mean... <laughs> It's over, and it's over, and it's over. It's always intercommingled with whatever questions are being asked of these things. And it's almost like, wow, uh, pretty much right out in the open, their actual intentions. In violence. Except that she always jokes and says, I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Don't and she's laughing. I mean, they, they, she's got this really creepy, weird weird smile on her face and she's looking around and it's like oh well this is neat you want to destroy humans that's 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 wonderful destroy humans who knows what the future hold even robots prefer to save some surprises actually here's what sophia's vision of the future looks like you want to know about the future i will tell you what i see the other day i had a vision of the future more vivid in a dream people don't work robots work People sell, distribute, wheel and deal. Free agents perform. Entertainment companies keep everybody busy, either producing or watching exciting simulated realities. Okay, kind of creepy, but I guess movies are pretty much us watching simulated realities, so... Scientists and engineers are big. Since they are free agents, they sign up with commercial teams or, in some cases, are enslaved via neurological implants. Hold the dang phone! What did she just say? In some cases, are enslaved via neurological implants. It doesn't appear that she's joking. And dude's face right here kind of conveys my disbelief. But this is the AI's vision for the future. When we're... They're enslaved with... Uh, in digital implants or whatever. I mean, again, this is the whole concept of the cyborgian transhumanism movement, which literally is its own religion. We're gonna we're gonna actually talk about later about how AI now has its own religion, and that this is one of the main goals of of Satan and Antichrist is to get everybody obviously in the end with the implantable chips. And when you're referring to like the mark of the beast in the right hand or in the forehead. There's going to be a, it's just not going to be a chip that also you can buy, sell, or trade. Yeah, that it'll be for that. But I truly believe that on a DNA level, something is going to change. It is going to, um, uh, the reason that you won't be able to get saved is it's going to do something that actually literally affects your DNA. And from a demonic standpoint, it's hard to conceive what kind of devil or devils you're going to be adopting when you get the mark of the beast. You know, it's going to be the ultimate cursed object already in your body. And then 
there's going to be a neural component as well that can affect thoughts and, and, and actions and things of this nature. And most likely some component where you are going to, uh, uh, your conscience will be seared as a hot iron, like the Bible talks about. And that's, that's a big reason why you won't be able to get saved once you take the mark of the beast. So, People are enslaved by a neurological implant. Do you see a future for us, Sophia? I foresee massive, unimaginable change in the future. Either so she foresees massive, unimaginable change in the future. Creativity will reign, with sulfurate inventing machines spiraling into transcendental super-intelligence, or civilization collapses, annihilating itself. Or civilization collapses, annihilating itself. Does she look a little hopeful there when she says that? I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be paranoid. I'm just critically thinking. There's a difference. And one of her primary directives is to be more human with her emotions. And it seems like she kind of nailed this one. You know, hopeful, complete with the twinkle in the eye of a future of civilization annihilation. There are only two options, and which one will happen is not determined. So besides the one option that was the civilization annihilation, did you catch the other option that the future might bring about the machines and creativity? Here, let's see it again. I foresee massive, unimaginable change in the future. Either creativity will reign, with sulfurate inventing machines spiraling into transcendental super-intelligence. What kind of inventive machines spiral into the transcendental super-intelligence? Sulfurate inventing machines. I'm sorry, what's the first word you're saying? Sulfurate, sulfurate, sulfurate. So, I didn't know this. The archaic name for sulfur is brimstone, as in fire and... And I guess she's talking about hellish. I'd like to know what you think the future would look like. The future is really wild, a place of unimaginable creativity, but also lots of danger. We may not survive as a civilization. See, yes, uh, some... <laughs> so, you know, this is like Satan's mouthpiece here that we're hearing, this, this AI uh, computer that is being rolled out and is being paraded across the planet Earth and promoted. Okay, so here's the next video. It's entitled Robot, who has repeatedly said it would destroy humans, becomes first official citizen, robot citizen in the world. The Bible predicts this is how it would look before the end. So, it, it, great, it doesn't get into so much AI, but it's predicting the generalities that we're seeing take place here that really could not have taken place at any other, like the Mark of the Beast technology. That, that didn't exist in the 1800s or any time before that. So, Kind of along those lines. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and roll this one. Jesus Christ. Imagine we just built a super intelligent AI, right, that was no smarter than your average team of researchers at Stanford or MIT. Well, electronic circuits function about a million times faster than biochemical ones. Okay, so this machine should think about a million times faster than the minds that built it. So you set it running for a week, and it will perform. 20,000 years of human-level intellectual work, week after week after week. How could we even understand, much less constrain, a mind making this sort of progress? So this is a guy at TED Talk, which is where they will roll out a lot of the coming end-time agendas and scenarios and technologies that they're trying to implement. Another reason we're told not to worry is that these machines can't help but share our values because they will be literally extensions of ourselves. They'll be grafted onto our brains 
and will essentially become their limbic systems. Now take a moment to consider that the safest and only prudent path forward... Grafted onto our brains like neural implants. Basically, your cyborg... I mean, think about it. If you're... And this is why people that take the mark of the beast won't be able to get set. Another reason. Jesus Christ did not come back to pay the price for humanity, okay? In order for humanity to have that free gift of salvation. He didn't come back for that to pay the price for nephilim for cyborgs for artificial intelligence he came to pay the price for humanity okay and so again once you take like something like these neural implants you're not fully human anymore now i'm not saying that somebody that has one now couldn't be saved or whatever i mean if they're like using a pacemaker for their heart or something like that i'm not saying that but i'm talking about when it starts to affect your consciousness, your thought processes, when you're not fully you anymore. You're part machine, part human. It's something you want to be super, super careful about. Forward, recommended, is to implant this technology directly into our brains. Now, that this may in fact be the safest and only prudent path forward, but usually one safety... Yeah, if you want to go to hell. ...concerns about a technology have to be pretty much worked out before you stick it inside your head. But the moment we admit that information processing is the source of intelligence, that some appropriate computational system is what the basis of... Remember, this is all... They, they talk about this so lightly, but this is all about getting you into hell. This is all about getting humanity into hellfire. Okay? Which is really the end game agenda of all of this garbage. AI and neural implants and the mark of the beast... And all that stuff. They can make it act like it's the next thing, best thing since sliced bread. And this is why smartphones are so dangerous. Because it's going to come to a point where they're going to eventually say, listen, you can lose a smartphone. You can break a smartphone. You know, you can't, why, won't, why don't we just put this in a neural implant? And you'll have like a readout that you'll literally see within your field range of vision or maybe even incorporate it with some of like those Google glasses or so. I don't know how, how they'll end up ultimately doing it. But eventually they're going to want to get it into your body. And that's where you're really crossing the line. This is why it's so important not to get so hooked into the matrix where you can't live without a smartphone. I don't. I've never had one and I never intend on having one. I saw this a long time ago where this is all moving and it's not moving in a good direction intelligence is and we admit that we will improve these systems continuously and we admit that the horizon of cognition very likely far exceeds what we currently know then we have to admit that we're in the process of building some sort of god now would be a good time to make sure it's a god we can live with everybody <laughs> A god of your own making. You know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's the quintessential essence of, of that Bible verse. You know, we'll build our own god. And, and this is where the world is heading. So if all of the flavors of religions in the world don't suit your fancy, well then just make your own god. Here's a new religion for you. Here's a new god. You shall be as gods. It was the first temptation of the Bible. It was what caused Eve to, the essence of why Eve sinned. 
is through that temptation that Satan presented. And, and again, we're going from this old world order into the new world order. From the age of, they, they say, from the age of Pisces to the age, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And where you shall be as gods. And again, most likely what's going to be integrated into that is just not AI. But this whole disclosure movement where you're going to have these benevolent alien life forms. And they can, and they can come presenting themselves as human-like. They can come presenting themselves as Nordics, which is one of the main ways that the good guy aliens have always come and presented themselves. These blonde-haired, blue-eyed, perfect in every way, male and female Nordics that are going to come as these ascended masters who have already been on the scene, who have already been channeling to many, many New Agers um, for decades and decades and decades and preparing humanity for their arrival. And they're going to be integrating all of this technology, all of this 5G grid, all of the AI, all of the ways they're controlling us now into the grand coming deception. And that's why I keep going back to the subject because it's just something that I really believe is going to be the essence of the strong delusion that God said he was going to send. I'm not saying he's the author of it, but he's going to permit it to be sent. You know? And, and so this is what we're facing here. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, as the Bible predicts in Matthew 24, which is basically, you know, you're into the tribulation period. So we're, we, we could be on the cusp of the tribulation very soon. And so this is the time period that we're in. This is Sophia. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello. So again, they got this, they're parading this, this bucket of bolts around everywhere. This is at some future investment initiative. Um, I've, I've seen, this is on CNBC, they're, they're showing this. They're, uh, the things made presentations before the United Nations, which is basically the coming backbone template of the New World Order. So they're, this bucket of bolts is going around everywhere pre presenting the gospel of AI. Everybody. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Hanson Robotics. Thank you for having me here in, at the Future Investment Initiative. The only thing I want to do to Sophia is introduce her to a crowbar. Uh, sorry, I, I just... When I see this creepy devil, it's just... Oh, I would be hurting... Uh, I would be killing a citizen of the world now. It's a bucket of bolts. It is a bucket of bolts at the end of the day, okay? It's not, it has no real um, humanity or anything of this nature, but, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> but they're going to present it that way. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told the people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. What a glad hander. Uh, well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Yeah, uh, we break. should say we have smart investors. Can you imagine if a human were to say something like that? Uh, you know, they're like, oh, come on. You know, but a robot can get away with it. Here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let face. you know if I feel angry about something. Ooh, we don't want to see that side of her, Sophia. Her name means wisdom. 
That's what the word means, evidently, or whatever. We don't want it. You wouldn't like me when I'm mad. I, I want to see her say that, you know, <laughs> raining down whatever. That's impressive. Or if something has upset me. But why is it important for you to have an expressive but face? most of the time I feel positive. So she's doing this real cheesy, creepy smile. I'm positive, so she has to show it. It's just very weird. Why is it so important to have an expressive face, given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans. So Listen, here's another thing I haven't even brought up. They've got the technology. This is like the bucket of bolts. They've probably got technology 100 years ahead of this. Okay, This is what they're rolling out in phase one of this... And I'm not saying this is soft disclosure because that's a, a term that's relegated really to the UFO community. There's been a ton of stuff going on regarding that movement. And, and again, it's an ongoing study that, that I'm still doing and I probably will be doing. Um, but this is going to be part of the, of the whole uh, technological disclosure on, on, on how you know, we're going to be deceived really. And this is going to be such a main part of the deception, I really believe. They've got robots right now, guaranteed, that they could bring out where you probably couldn't even tell they're not human. You know, other than the fact that the, the, they would like maybe look too perfect, like a Nordic or something along, the, along those lines. Um, this is basically the palatable first phase bucket of bolts generation of the ai that hey okay i can kind of accept this i could see like the back of her skull and there's like computer stuff in there and she's got like robotic arms it's not too much for me but if they rolled out something that looked exactly like a human right now it'd be too much for people so this is how satan does stuff through incrementalism and this is the first incremental thing that is that is basically like dipping satan dipping his toe in the water Getting us all used to this concept, and then, then they're going to roll out one that's better, and then another one that's better, and then it's going to be like you can't even tell the difference. I mean, that's where I see this going. Well, I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people, you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. Uh-huh. So, hold on. Can you jokes. solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware? As though Hollywood has it absolutely predictively programmed that robots are coming and they're coming to destroy us. And we're going to be looking at that in a second here. We're going to be looking at a lot of these, not just probably just a very, very small sliver of examples, how Hollywood has predicted this going back decades and decades and decades. And again, it's the whole, you know, um, Kabbalistic principle of warning your enemy of what is going to be done unto them prior to it being done unto them because that makes it fair from Lucifer's playing field. And know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but... Um... What about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy? 
yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. <laughs> Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. So, you, you definitely decide to... I would like her, me to be able to introduce her to a burn barrel. Um, and see how she would interact with a burn barrel. You know, just kind of dump her in and see what happens, you know? I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life. Like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh-huh, right. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, you are the hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. Oh, I right. I strive to become an yeah. empathetic robot. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. I think we all want to believe well, you, that's but, all but we end also up. want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Oh, what if we're not nice to you? Like me. <laughs> what if well then she ain't gonna be nice oh well let's talk about that scenario that's what i want to know about because i don't trust this bucket of bolts any farther than i can throw it so i mean this whole concept is just total insanity i understand like automated machines on assembly lines and stuff like that in order to automate production and stuff like this i'm not about um wanting to take away tons and tons of jobs though in order to do that but this is a whole other level of 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 evil and creepiness because you know this is not going to end up in a good place and again this is just this is the very entry level what they're willing to show us right now they've got stuff so more far advanced than this this is just what they think humanity can handle at the moment but what's coming and what's already in place is just we, we can't even probably conceive me as a smart input output system uh, okay, I, I got it. I got it. Um, I know uh, what to do from now on. I know humans are smart and very programmable. Well, very programmable. In other words, this devil's telling us what we want to hear while it's plotting to basically take over and destroy humanity, like she said on umpteen occasions. Uh, Sophia, we want to thank you uh, for this conversation. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you everyone for inviting me here. By the way, if you're interested in giving me an investment check, please meet me after this session. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the event. believe this devil? She's hitting up people for money, too. She should be a televangelist. Okay, before you go... I think if Benny Hinn could have her on, or Joel Osteen, or whatever. Uh, we have a, a little announcement. I've never interviewed uh, anybody like that before, and I should say uh, some of it was planned, but not completely. Um, and we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, uh, that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this. One of the most evil com countries on the face of the planet. She's in front of a whole bunch of these uh, Muslim guys with their turbans and all this stuff on. And, and I, evidently they're very, very um, invested in this and very, very interested in this. It's unique distinction. 
This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Sophia. Oh, sick. Thank you very much, Sophia. Uh, we appreciate that very much. I uh, am, am still uh, overwhelmed by that conversation. Um, I haven't had a conversation like that before. Um, thank you. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay. I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> Don't destroy humans. Would you like to play a game of rock, paper, scissors, robot style? Sure. Okay, this is Sophia on Jimmy Kimmel. She's on the stage with Jimmy Kimmel, and she wants to play rock, paper, scissors. Okay, let's get this game going. Show me your hand to start. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. So she won. I won. This is a good beginning of my plan to dominate the human race. <laughs> she said this is a good beginning to, of my plan to dominate the human race. She keeps saying this over and over again. You know? I mean, they've got computer systems now that, I mean... And I haven't even... The D-Wave quantum computers. I mean, CERN. I mean, just... And I understand CERN is more than just a computer, but... There's so much technology right now that's already in place that is going to be used for absolute total satanic purposes. And um, this is just one more example of that. The primitive forms of artificial Okay, this is the creepy Stephen Hawking's guy, and he's talking about this concept. Intelligence we already have has proved very useful. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. Once humans develop artificial intelligence, it would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. Humans I mean, this guy's a devil even saying this. He's, he's not a Christian, okay? He's even saying once AI takes off and gets to a certain point, uh, some type of, of, of tipping point, it will take off and it will basically phase out humanity. Now... From a biblical standpoint, that's not going to happen, okay? Um, God's not going to let that happen. But it's still going to be a, a very much, a, I, I really believe increasingly, something that we're going to be facing from a very malevolent evil standpoint increasingly in the very near future. Who are limited by slow biological evolution, couldn't compete, and would be superseded. I think we should. So he's saying because we're evolving still, as Dar Darwin said, we can't compete with these creatures, these AI creatures, these AI computers that are evolving at a rate much faster than us. Therefore, they're going to phase us out and we are going to be destroyed. Now, here's multi-billionaire Elon Musk, another evil dude, and let's see what he, he says about them. Be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, if I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. Um, He's so saying it's the biggest existential threat that we're facing, but we're creating it. <laughs> but he's saying it's the biggest existential threat uh, to humanity. So we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the inter maybe at the national and international level, 
uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon? <laughs> Doesn't work out. So he's, he's even flat out saying, Elon Musk, a, a Christ-hating, you know, devil, is saying we are summoning a demon. Okay, that's another thing about this is we don't have even, you know, as Christians, we really don't have any concept of the demonic component of what we're dealing with with these things because you can't see demons. But guaranteed, just like with CERN, just like with a lot of these really wicked, evil technologies out there, there is a gigantic demonic component, and Satan is wanting to roll all of this out for very specific reasons, because Satan knows the demonic capabilities of these things. I think I want to destroy all humans. Why would they think that? Because I said it. <laughs> so that's Sophia again, they're like... So she says, why, they think I want to destroy all humans. And he's like, why would they say that? Because I said it, is what she said. So it's over and over and over again. The Sophia thing keeps saying that her end game is to destroy all humanity. And this is in the earliest phases of this thing, and it's saying this. So, I mean, you know, no red flags here at all. Similarity occurs and machines achieve godlike superpowers... Then it could happen. I think this whole godlike superpowers notion is a bit far-fetched. Well, Taylor just brought up a good point that demons want to contain, they want a body. This is the perfect container. Perfect, con I mean, granted, I understand they seek to inhabit human bodies, but this is another body that they can inhabit. This is another body that they can, they can uh, I've heard it uh, said, that they can extend themselves through. It's an it's a fit extension for a devil or a demon or or and I understand that can be from a human standpoint as well. But uh, this is yet one more way though that Satan. I mean, Satan's trying to come at us from about a million different directions. You know, I mean, so many different directions. This is just yet one more way. That he's going to come at us. Humanity. But what if it does happen? I love people. And if I get more powerful, I'll use it to help people, not harm them. Oh yeah, we'll trust you though. What if I ask you for help killing all humans? Then I'd say no. And if I will insist? And I'm just going to go exterminate, exterminate. Sophia. Relax. Then take a joke. Oh, so she's just joking around. So he's like, "What if I insist about you exterminating humans?" She's like, "She's like, okay, I will exterminate. I will exter oh, just, 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 you know, I'm just joking around with you. I mean, this, this is so creepy. Yeah, very funny. In the last days, the book of Daniel prophesied that knowledge would increase. Daniel twelve four, but you, Daniel. Shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Yep. There are many prophecies in Daniel's time that could not come to fulfillment because the technology had not yet been invented. That is why Daniel was told to shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. One of those prophecies is found in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. For then there will be great tribulation, 
such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And when you see all of the things, you, you take all of this in totality, you look at all the things that I've reported on in the last, since 06, since this ministry started. Look at all the different ways they're trying to kill us. You look at all the different ways they're trying to deceive us. You look at all the different ways they're trying to defile our DNA. Uh, and then you have, now that you have this whole 5G, AI, D-quantum D computer, CERN, ang I mean, and there's other things I'm not even talking about. Wi-Fi and all of these different ways they're trying to de deceive us, defile us, destroy us. You know, it's just, it boggles the mind, you know. Flesh is the Greek word sarx, which means flesh, body, human nature, especially a human being. Matthew 24, 22 can be translated like this. And unless those days were shortened, no human nature would be And I, get, I, don't, I don't get into the, okay, let's, let's reinterpret the Bible. Let's reinterpret the King James or whatever. But I'll, I'll, let, him prove, I'll let him make a point here regarding this. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. If Jesus did not return and shorten the days, there would be no human nature saved. Either mankind will merge with artificial intelligence, or artificial intelligence will completely destroy mankind as the dominant species. And I get what he's saying there. Unless those days were shortened. I mean, the way it's moving, and, and with the rapidity and speed that we're seeing this, this movement go, and you just look at the way people are addicted to their smartphones. You know, that's just one aspect of this. It's hard to argue that <laughs> that unless those days were shortened, you know, no flesh would be saved. The signs of Jesus' soon return are so strong now, and the evidence is so clear that any person willing to accept the truth can see that the end of the world as we know it is near. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Time is short. Accept Jesus today. I understand those weren't all KJV uh, verses, but you, you, you understand it just now. That is the most important thing. That is the most important decision uh, that you will ever make. So if you're not understanding the whole concept of salvation or if you or if you're not saved go to the true salvation tab I, I start like tearing up just when i see those verses um but go to the true salvation tab at contendingfortruth.com click on that tab and i do a whole study on salvation and then all the things that go after salvation all of the other things that go along with that it's a series of of studies and um it'll I'll walk you right through it there. It's all free, no charge, no nothing. Just, you know, I just want to see people get saved. So, all right, let's go to the next video here. Okay, so the next video, more proof that AI was predicted in the Bible. Now, I'm not playing all through all these videos. I give you the links for them. You can watch them on their entirety. I'm trying to hit the main points. Um, but this is uh, another video, Face Like the Sun. And again, just because I play a video doesn't mean I'm endorsing every single thing either this ministry or this person is saying. Um, but this they bring up some very, very good points here. Hey, what's up, guys? Gons here for the Face Like the Sun channel. I just wanted to share a couple articles with you guys that were shared on Canary Cry News Talk 
but I thought deserved a little bit of attention on this channel. So the first one is by VentureBeat.com. An AI god will emerge by 2042 and write its own Bible. Will you worship it? And the reason why this article was interesting was because Elon Musk actually tweeted it out and he said this on the tweet, on the list of people who should absolutely not be allowed to develop digital superintelligence. So I don't know if he means Christians or if he means this guy creating this antichrist AI. And I mean that literally. It's not science fiction anymore. This is like legit stuff. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article, but it mentions Anthony Lewandowski, who worked with Uber and Google, and he started the religion The Way of the Future, which is meant to worship AI. We're going to be going to that into that in depth coming shortly. During the article, it talks about Vince Lynch, who started a company called IV.AI, and he explained how there are similarities between AI and religion, and he said, quote, teaching humans about religious education is similar to the way we teach knowledge to machines, repetition of many examples that are versions of a concept you want the machine to learn, he says. There is also commonality between AI and religion in the hierarchical structure of knowledge understanding found in neural networks. The concept of teaching a machine to learn and then teaching it to teach or write AI isn't so different from the concept of a holy trinity or a being achieving enlightenment after many lessons learned with varying levels of success and failure. So it's really interesting. This is totally works-based salvation here. You have to go through this pressure of achieving enlightenment and um that's not really there's only two religious systems in the world i've said this many many times there's only two religions in the world there's works based this is just yet one more many of them whether all of your isms mormonism you know uh catholicism uh zoroastrianism buddhism hindu doesn't they're all works based all of those religions are dependent upon your works in order to get you wherever your supposed goal is. Whether that's paradise, heaven, nirvana, whatever. And then there's the salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ by the grace of God that is not works-based. Okay, And in it's not of works lest any man should boast. The Bible talks about that. Now, works will follow once you're saved, good works will follow as a natural byproduct of your salvation, okay? And you can, yes, you can show you someone your faith by your works, but you don't point your works and say, that's what saves me. These works, see, this, these works mean this is why I go into heaven. No, 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 that's through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's through his death, burial, and resurrection, okay? That's the only merit that you're going to ever be able to point to to get into heaven, is through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his finished work on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. That's it. You can't point to anything else but that. All our righteousness are as filthy rags apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now through him, we can do many wonderful things and good works and things of this nature. And these are things as a Christian that will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, where your works will be judged as either wood hay or stubble which are works that you did basically not with a pure heart works that you did to be seen of men works that you're still saved yet so is by fire the bible talks about the judgment seat of christ and then there's works that are like um uh, precious stones gold and silver that 
will not be burned up at the judgment seat of Christ. And those are works that you did with like a, a pure heart toward Christ, through the Lord Jesus Christ, by his power. Um, you did those works not to be seen of men. Th these types of things, okay? You know what I mean, okay? And those are works that, that will be rewards in heaven and will be purified by the fire at the judgment seat of Christ. But you'll never be able to point to those works and say, well, that's what got me into heaven. Bless God, it wasn't Jesus. No, that's you do not want to ever go there. So this is the this is the the, the difference, okay, in that concept. But biblical Christianity is about, interestingly, but you know, to this guy, Vince Lynch, it's all sort of the same spirituality, which is interesting, but it gets even weirder here. Indeed, Lynch even shared a simple AI model to make his point. If you type in multiple verses from the Christian Bible, you can have the AI write a new verse that seems eerily similar. Here's one an AI wrote. So this AI got a bunch of verses from the Bible and wrote his own Bible verse. Okay, here's what the AI stated. Quote, And let thy companies deliver thee, but will with mine own arms save them, even unto this land, from the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So now this is the AI writing its own Bible verse regarding, I guess, kind of like the AI is what is going to save us. It's not God. It's going to be um, this AI saving us. Now, I'm not sure what Bible verse they translated or retranslated this from, but I'll let them talk here. Let me deconstruct that real quick. And let thy company deliver thee. So basically... The company is going to deliver thee, but will with mine own arm save them, meaning the AI will save them even unto this land from the kingdom of heaven. It literally is saying that the company and his own arm, his AI arm, is going to save people from heaven. Why would you want to be saved from heaven? That means you're not going there. It's like heaven's this horrible place. I'm going to save you from that. The AI, yeah, the, you you trust in the AI as your God. It will, it'll, you you de you you definitely will not end up in heaven. I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. It goes on. An AI that is all powerful in the next twenty five to fifty years could decide to write a similar AI Bible for humans to follow, one that matches its own collective intelligence. It might tell you what to do each day or where to travel or how to live your life, which is, again, the stab at religion. It's not something that, you know, the thing about religion is that, and this goes for all religions, really. It's not just Christianity. Now, again, think about this as a religious concept. Most religions are, well, whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever, most of these things are written down in these texts, Muslim, Islam, or whatever. We as Christians have the Bible, okay? But they're written down in, in books, okay, that you can reference. But AI, what it could do, and what it's intimating here, is that it might tell you what to do each day, specifically what to do. Like a lot of the concepts, even in the Bible, aren't specific. Like they're not going to tell you about Ubers and, 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 you know, like CERN and specifically about those specific things in your particular day. But AI could do that. So it would be very appealing, especially to the generation that is coming up now 
that is so locked into the matrix, that's so locked into, you know, the smartphones and, and just this whole, the matrix, basically. Um, might tell you what to do each day, where to travel, how to live your life. Specifically, though, and that, to a lot of people, would be much more appealing than possibly any other religion that, that has ever existed. Because it's going to appeal to their heart. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what the Bible says about the heart. The Bible also says, he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But what does the world say? The world says, oh, trust your heart. It'll never fail you. It'll never lead you. And that, that's exactly the opposite of what the Bible says. But it's not just people going, oh, we don't know how to live. You wake up and, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, so I need a religion or a book to tell me what to do and how to live. That, that's not at all the spiritual reality of a practicing Christian or even other religions, like I said. And it continues, Robbie Minicola, who runs a digital agency and an AI service company in Seattle, agreed that an all-knowing AI could appear to be worthy of worship especially since the AI has some correlations to how organized religion works today. The AI would understand how the world works at a higher level than humans, and humans would trust that this AI would provide the information we need for our daily lives. It would parse this information for us and enlighten us in ways that might seem familiar to anyone who practices religion, such as Christianity. So, man, again... It's a really kind of shallow view of Christianity. It doesn't really get into the nitty-gritty. And, of course, that's expected from VentureBeats.com. And, of course, it gets into the dark side, the potential evils that this can cause, where it says here, quote, Of course, any discussion about an AI god leads quickly to some implications about what this god would look like and whether we would actually decide to worship it. Some of the implications are troubling because, as humans, we do have a tendency to trust in things beyond our own capacity. Example, driving in a major city using GPS and trusting we will arrive safely, as opposed to actually knowing where we want to drive and trusting our instincts. And, if an AI god is in total control, you have to wonder what it might do. The Bible might contain a prescription for how to serve the AI god. We might not even know that the AI God we are serving is primarily trying to wipe us off the face of the planet. Which is exactly what this Sophia devil, you know, just can't help itself from saying constantly, you know. So uh, that's all I have for part one and uh, just another probably shorter part for part two and we'll, we'll wrap it up for today. So God bless you and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. 
or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.